Living the Sweet Life is a podcast intended for mature audiences only. We'll be using sexually explicit language while discussing many different adult themes. So if you're under the age of 18, please stop listening. Also, please know that our thoughts and opinions should not be taken as professional advice. We're here to answer your questions about the swinger lifestyle from newbies to longtime swingers, or if you're just curious, we hope to engage you all and to encourage a sex positive discussion. Now that we've got that out of the way, make yourself comfortable and join us in living the sweet life. of living the sweet life she is my beautiful sexy co-host and wife the lovely trist he is my wonderful sexy chocolate husband lock yes i am baby let the people know who our wonderful sponsors are all right guys this episode is being brought to you brought to you by our partners at altplayground.net for all the newbies out there this one's for you guys that's right alt playground has now has a new arrivals module which current members can easily say hi if you're in their area so new new members don't need to feel overwhelmed Mm -hmm. in any type of way because apg has made it easier for you to get that party started that's right they pretty much called out the welcome wagon everybody (laughs) is is welcome so you know, like Trish said, you can log on to altplayground.net and right there on the, the initial dashboard, like as soon as you log in, you'll see all this stuff, but don't be overwhelmed. You can take a look and you'll look at the new arrivals module, right? And as somebody who is new, you can say hello to others who might be in your same shoes mm-hmm. or uh, for the uh, alt playground veterans, uh, they might be able to jump in and say hello uh, welcome you to the site and see where you're from and, you know, have all those wonderful conversations. So, yeah, I mean, this is just another way that APG is helping tons and tons of people um, make more and more connections. I mean, they're they're reaching out, uh, like we said in our last episode, um, you know, tons of different uh, sexual or what is it, uh, relationship styles. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they, they have covered the gamut in everything, right? They, they've covered it all. Um, so check out APG and I'm sure you'll be able to make a connection. You'll be able to find some friends. And once all this crazy stuff is over, you can hang out, kick it, do all, do everything you want to do. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you so much for joining us in episode 38. Uh, we are joined by the wonderful, wonderful author of, uh, <laughs> oh man. My brain just froze and I am terribly embarrassed. A color named Love. <laughs> A color named Love. <laughs> yes. Mariana. Mariana is non-monogamous and wants to be a mother soon. So she decided to write the first children's book with polyamorous parents represented. As she felt she needed to fill an empty space on her future son or daughter's bookshelf with a family story similar to theirs. Mariana, say hello to the, to the wonderful sweet talkers out there. Hi guys, very nice to online meet you all. <laughs> Thank you so much for being watching us today. I'm very excited. 
That's right. That's right. Mariana has uh, started her uh, her Kickstarter for her wonderful book. We've had the privilege of reading that. And Mariana, thank you so much. We can't wait to introduce the audience to the characters um, and to where the inspiration came from for A Color Named Love. Um, you know, it truly floored me, you know, um, the heart and soul that went into uh, your your children's book, you know what I'm saying? Um, for your kid who isn't even here yet. So it's very exciting to have you. It's very, very exciting. Thank you so much, guys. Yeah, absolutely. So let's knock out a little bit of housekeeping. Um, folks, if you want to follow us anytime, uh, check us out on Instagram at the Sweet Life Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Sweet Life Pod. And for all of the sweet talkers who could not join us live in the suite tonight, uh, please be sure to check out the uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of the big players. Um, and make sure while you're there to uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We always appreciate the feedback. And be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, babe? I think you nailed it. All right, cool, <laughs> cool. So y'all know how it is, man. Before we get into playtime, before we get into uh, the nitty gritty of the discussions topic, I always want to check in on our guests. I want to check in on my wife uh, to see how they feeling tonight. So Mari, Mariana, how you feeling? I'm nervous. <laughs> this is the <laughs> first time I've been live in my life, so I feel famous. And <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, I'm very excited. I'm very excited that we're here talking about this book. So uh, even if I feel nervous, I feel very hopeful that we can share this story with more people. And it's like a gift for me because next Wednesday is my birthday. So this oh. is my pre-birthday gift <laughs> that you guys are giving to me. Love it. Love well, it. Happy birthday. Happy early birthday. Thank right? you. We're glad to be a part of it. I appreciate that. Thanks. So my lovely wife, how you feeling? What's on your mind? Okay, so I want to make sure I get this all the way right. <laughs> so earlier today, I was reading my, my, this is my newspaper in the morning, which is TMZ. It definitely should not be so, a newspaper. Hopefully, <laughs> you're not getting your news from TMZ. I'm not getting my news. I'm getting gossip right. from TMZ. Occasionally, they have some facts. But, okay, so there is an article in TMZ that um, a lot of other people are starting to pick up now on the social media network um with other podcasters but so the in new york city they were having a party and i read i read the title the title says the new york sheriff's office breaks up an underground swingers party so i didn't catch Oops. the swingers part the first time so i read it again and then i showed Locke. so the party is an underground club it looks like a club to me mm -hmm. in the pictures um, but they were having a regular party. They were with having a party. A party with yeah. 80 people, though, mm -hmm. at the party. And the governor just switched and, and it said that, you know, you can have any more than new rules of 10 people. Yeah. Right. According to the new rules. So they had 80. A little bit more than 10. Yeah. Times. <laughs> we, lost, we lost count. And But the thing is, is that in the article, it kind of gives a bad, a little bit of a bad taste of like swingers right because mm -hmm. they go into oh and there were actually people there having sex yes I mean, yeah that's what well, what would you imagine right <laughs> <laughs> exactly usually that's yes. what's going down yes you that, know. that's what happens at a swingers <laughs> club meeting mingling and then having sex sometimes absolutely so they <laughs> made sure to kind of like highlight that part 
oh, they had a bowl of condoms. Yes, they got to be safe, right? Thank God. That's yeah. good they have that bowl of condoms. Yes. <laughs> it's not going to protect them from the Rona, but, it's not. You know. <laughs> it's not, but you, you got to be safe. You got to try, right? So yeah. the only thing, I mean, I could just, the only issue that I took is that it's 80 people. It's like, come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of people. In a club. And, and like you said, Tris, it, it, it makes it paints us in a bad light of like people who just can't help themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, even during a pandemic, you got to kind of bend and break the rules. And admittedly we've bent some and we've, 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 we haven't broken any laws Balls. or, you know, major restrictions, but you know, we've assessed our risk and we've put ourselves in, um, in some kind of harm's way, yeah. but we, we, we I judge it based on like, uh, the behaviors of our friends and our behaviors and quite frankly, test results, right? Yes. And test results, <laughs> you know, you but, know getting um, tested. so this, these people having this large party um, and getting bust out, you know, it is quite frankly, it's, it's embarrassing for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, it's just a bad taste. It is. It is. It's, it's like, if it's tough. People are getting sick going to the resorts. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a party that's in a establishment like a club of 80 people where you don't have any outdoor air and all those things so yeah right guys y'all could have just stayed home <laughs> i appreciate it but we really want this to get past um you know the surge and right. people getting sick so that was kind of a fun fact tmz had it right mm-hmm. right on <laughs> <laughs> so how are you feeling lot you know i had uh uh, how you feeling already kind of um something a little sentimental now i'm just quite frankly i'm embarrassed i stumbled through that introduction of that book <laughs> so now you made yourself nervous i did i did you know i put a lot of pressure on myself but um you know i i really am a little embarrassed there um <laughs> i i want to pride myself in doing this you know 38 times 38 you know? <laughs> and this is like <laughs> only time i've dropped the ball on a major introduction so i want to apologize for that again and uh the book again is called a color named love yes so without further ado are you ready mari are you ready to get into tonight's episode yes i'm super ready all right and honey are you (laughs) ready to get into tonight's episode let's do it let's go Right, folks. Thanks for hanging in there. Again, we are blessed to have the host. The host. Check me out. Here we go. You're the host. I'm the host. (laughs) (laughs) The author of A Color Named Love, Mariana. Mariana is here to hang out with us and answer all of our questions. And hopefully we don't embarrass her too much. You know, she's she's so nice. We don't want to... (laughs) get her blushing too much but Mari you have made your way around a little bit um you've done another interview with some friends of ours with uh Finn and Emma of normalizing non-monogamy now I gotta be honest I did not listen to that episode on purpose Mm -hmm. right why didn't we listen to that episode honey because you you're you wanted to capture the moment Mm -hmm. and your own questions organically without having it feed from what we would have listened what we to heard. on their podcast, right? Exactly. 
exactly. So we wanted this to be as natural and free flowing. So all the naughty little tidbits you probably shared over there, who knows? Maybe we haven't we'll, heard yet. We haven't heard them, right? We <laughs> might stumble on them though. <laughs> so, Mari, okay. tell us a bit about yourself. Um, are you? Where are you from? We hear an accent there. So I'm from Brazil, and I moved to New York. So I live in New York now, awesome. and I moved here two years ago with my husband. We're oh. both Brazilians. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. So you guys met uh, at home in in your home country. Uh, how'd you yes, meet? we met in Sao Paulo. We met at a club in Sao Paulo. He, he had just broke up uh, of his relationship and he was like going out in the same week. He wanted to have fun and I was there. I was like, this guy's so cute. Let me check on him. <laughs> and he was like make, playing it hard. I, he was like, mm, I don't know. And then at some point, I think he thought I left the party because I was like gone for like two hours with my friends dancing. And then he said he got upset because he was like, mm, I lost that girl. And then I came back and I was like, oh, now it's my time. So I hook up with him <laughs> and the rest, the rest is history. Wow. So wait a minute. So you disappear for two hours dancing. You were serious partying, right? Yeah, I, I am serious <laughs> partying all the time. Okay. Party is like my thing. It's our thing. We go at like yes. so many parties. Like we still, we stay until so much late. Uh -huh. So we're always partying hard. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. So do you miss it? Um, you miss Brazil at all? Yeah, I miss it a lot, especially the, like the group of friends we had there. It was like a very close group of friends. We managed to make really close friends here as well. Mm -hmm. But I think leaving that group there really hurt me. Like they were the people we shared our lives. We went to the parties with them. We were like afternoons, Sundays, family yeah. events, because my family is from the hometown. So I, I, I lived alone in Sao Paulo. So family events like Easter, things to celebrate there. I was celebrating with this group of friends and mm -hmm. they were like a family to me. So it was really tough leaving them. And Brazil oh. as well. The country is like so exciting. It's so everyone's so welcoming. It's like a fun place to be. And I miss yeah. it a lot. Oh, uh, well, we, we, we definitely, gotta go one day. Yeah, we can't wait to visit. We can't wait to visit. You should, guys. You should. <laughs> I recommend everyone visiting Brazil at least once in their life because it's yes. like, it's magical. It's really, really nice. Oh, cool. magical. That, that's, a, that's a strong endorsement coming from you. Once you say magical, <laughs> I got to go see what it's all about. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, so yeah, so you said you've been in New York for two years um, and you've been with your husband for the same amount of time. How long have you been together? We've been together for four years. For four years. We've been okay. married for two. Okay, cool, cool. Very cool. So, um, and you identify as currently your... your um, how would you classify your marriage right now? I don't like putting labels on it. Okay. I would like to say we're fluid. Gotcha. Okay. We okay. can be everything and we can be anything at the same time. So we started being monogamous and then we open our relationship. So we're like monogamous and then open a relationship. And then we started hooking up with people so we could say we were swingers because it was like in parties and it was something like more natural but then we started hooking up with friends and people we mm. loved and we built this loving connection so it became more polyamorous and then it it just goes naturally there's not like a set in stone thing that i consider ourselves i consider okay. ourselves open to everything like okay. if something comes up We'll figure it out. <laughs> that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. That's pretty adventurous. Um, did it 
how did the initial conversation start where, um, you know, you wanted to see other people, right? I mean, yeah, it seems like there has to be a lot of communication early on um, and being honest in your feelings um, about that. There was no conversation. <laughs> that was like, that was the main thing. That's what I say. So organic because uh-huh. I think we didn't know this existed. Like this was not something that was common to my family. No one had talked to uh, with me. Like my mom would never come, Hey daughter, you can marry a guy, but you can marry two guys and a girl. And like my mom right. would never say that parents, like they're not used to saying that those things to us. School doesn't teach us that movies don't, don't teach us that books. So Mm-hmm. For me, the only thing I knew I could have was one partner and that's it. And maybe I could split up and marry with someone else, but like, that's the thing I could have. So it, it never like crossed my mind. And I was very jealous. I think in my past relationships, I was like always very insecure and very jealous. I think of my, my boyfriends. And then I started going out with Rob. We were monogamous. It was fine. And then there was this girl in party in all the parties that she was always like on top of him every time she was like, like very intensely, like I was with him and she like would walk away with like her hands at him. And I was like, this girl, okay. And then uh-huh. <laughs> like we, we were together for a while and I was starting building this relationship with him. So like I was gaining trust and him trusting me. And we were like together for a while and I saw her at the party again and she was like insanely focused at him. So I was like, I didn't say anything. I went to her and I was like, hi. So if you want to hook up with my boyfriend, you can, but you have to kiss me first. Oh my God. She was like, no, no, I have a boyfriend. It's not like that. So she ran. And then Rob, my husband, he was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like, I, like he was so excited that I did that. And I was so excited that I did that. But it, it kind of, and, and like just something came up to us like, oh, this wow. is possible. Like this could happen. And, and we never knew. So yeah. let's start thinking about it in some ways. Wow. Okay. So at that point, uh, had you ever been with a woman? I mean, to offer. <laughs> oh, I was like, you know what? This girl looks cute. She wants uh-huh. my, my boyfriend. So let's yeah. try it. But it came like, I'm very spontaneous in the things I yes. do, like the book and everything. Like It, it really mm-hmm. comes to me and I just do it. it it's, it's natural. And for me, like it was so spontaneous. My, like Rob was like shocked. He was yeah. like, okay, that's right. a cool move. And, <laughs> and then it was funny because we, we thought of, like she was a model and she looked so nice. And we, mm-hmm. I had this like vision of her in my mind. I was like, this girl looks cool. And then when she said she didn't want, Rob was like, actually, she's not that cool. Like why she said mm-hmm. that? No, I prefer my wife. She's so cool. <laughs> my my gr- girlfriend, she's so cool. And I was like, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Oh, that's wow. awesome. That's actually a pretty cool story. <laughs> that's a very cool story. I like, feel like I got to up my game. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got guts there, man. Like you just shoot from the hip, huh? And just see what happens, huh? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's gotten gotten you where you are. Is that how you ended up uh, in, in New York? Just like uh, on a whim, like, hey, let's get married and get out of here. Yeah. So, so that was like the first spark of something. Mm -hmm. And then we had this really close group of friends in Brazil and boys and girls, and they are Mm -hmm. very open, very, uh, like very, very, very open and and natural. And then I started camp with one of the girls of the group. And then for Rob, he was like, I don't understand what that means. Let's talk about it. And that's when we Mm -hmm. decided to talk. It was the first girl I had ever kissed in my life. I had never done that before. And I was like, oh, this is nice. And she was like, you kiss well. And I was like, you kiss well too. This is cool. (laughs) And then Rob was like, like, I'm feeling a little bit left out. Like, let's talk about it. And so we, we, we started to talk. But the funny thing was, 
my family is monogamous okay everyone is monogamous they are like married my mom married more than once my grandparents are married like for 50 years so it, like it's my love story that I had in my mind and they're like this group that I live in my community they they, they were like my village mm -hmm. but I could never talk about these things with them because they would never understand and then right. this new group that I that I got in Sao Paulo they were my village they were so acceptive mm -hmm. of everything that for me and Rob doing that felt natural like we felt so recept well recepted by them that we were like this is fun and we started figuring out they all did this they hook up with someone else and then mm -hmm. it started building this love between us all and it was like um was a very pure love because it was friendship and it, it's so funny because yeah. we just felt that friendship extended ourselves and we wanted like to kiss because we love them like we love our friends so much that's so beautiful. it like went naturally like that uh, with those friends that's and then, beautiful yeah yeah I, I, it was like very a very welcoming period and a mm -hmm. very warm feeling of love between all these 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 friends yeah and also of self-acceptance of myself and of rob like of figuring out what were our limits what we should do how we should talk i i became much more secure of myself when i became non-monogamous than when i was monogamous because that that's is, interesting that is very interesting how did you get down that road um was it what was that like uh, emotionally, I mean, I'm sure you did. You did you see like a range of emotions in your husband uh, towards someone else, and then you had to kind of like introspect, you know, and understand like he loves me regardless. You no, know, you know what I mean. Like, did you have to play that kind of delicate balance of understanding what he's feeling versus what you feel? Yes, we. That's when we started to like. We always talked a lot about everything, but mm -hmm. the impulse kind of went with those things. And then when, mm -hmm. when we started hooking up with people and I kissed that first girl and Rob came up to me and he was like, okay, we need to talk. What does mm -hmm. this mean? Do you like only girls? Do you, like, what do you like? What do you feel? And I was like, yeah. By him asking me those things, I started to think about that as well. And I was like, no, this is different. This is how I feel. It's how I feel about you. Like, you're the person I love. And we're, we didn't, we were not married at the time. So it was something that we like started building. And I think for me, uh, being able to ask him what he felt for other girl and being able to listen how he felt about me in a very genuine way mm -hmm. made me feel safe on what he was saying and on myself as well. I think these conversations were the enabler of this safety net. Like these conversations really build this strong support that we needed to move on. Uh, and especially because we were hooking up with only friends at the time. So there was not a lot of insecurity because it was people like we knew. When he's, so the first time he kissed a girl that was not our friend, it was a girl like in the club. And I saw her and I was like, Rob, this girl is so cute. You should go there. He was like, you think? <laughs> Love you it think when your wife is like a good wingman. Yes. <laughs> she, like, and, I, and she was looking at him again, nonstop. And I was like, Rob, I think there's something here. You should go. So he went, like, she, of course, was interested in him. And, and it's really funny because the approach is so different. When, 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 it's, when you, are, you have a wife and you have to talk to someone, this was already here in USA when he woke up with this girl. When you have a wife and you have to talk to her, he'd be like, hi, yes, nice to meet you. I have a wife. And then she froze. Like, um, yes. you know, you, I mean, uh -huh. they, they got scared. And then... It was a whole thing of me going, telling her like, hi, like, I know we're in this club, but uh, it's fine. This is super okay. Like, don't worry. And then they hook up. 
finally she was she was convinced it was fine mm -hmm. and i like to leave him his space so i went to dance do my thing the same thing when we met went to yeah. dance, <laughs> dance for two hours <laughs> yes but he he's very romantic he's very loving so when i saw him with this girl when i like came back and i saw him he was like hugging her he was mm -hmm. being very very loving with her the way he is that really hurt me and because i was not used to it especially with someone i don't know and someone i think is so pretty and then she was leaving and then he said bye you're so beautiful oh, that killed me oh, oh that killed me so much and then oh, man. that was like the first time i felt like let's talk about this yeah. and then it was an, the other day it was like a whole conversation about him explaining what he felt how he talked to her how he talked to me and like all these things and then that night I remember feeling so much relief because of the conversation, like all the things he told me, just kind of those little holes we have in our hearts when we get anxious, like our heart gets so tiny, we get so yeah. stressed. And then those little holes, holes started to be filled out like, mm, yeah, okay, okay, we're fine. And then my heart was fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, that was a very interesting story and, and a very interesting point that you made there. Um, I'm going to pose a question to the sweet talkers. Um, have you guys ever had that experience where, um, you know, your significant other shows a level of affection to another person um, that you weren't ready for, right? Um, maybe like you said, Mari, uh, that he complimented, he called her beautiful at that last second. It was just like, oh, that hurt, mm -hmm. you know? Has, has that ever happened to anyone? Trish, has that ever happened to you, baby? Have I ever made, made you feel that way? Or um, it, it could even be like sexual, right? Uh, people can't take it as, you know, oh, man he don't he don't lick me that way uh -uh. you know anything like that has I have ever, not had that happen you know? yet okay have you no i don't think that has happened just yet i mean you know we've talked about it we've had i've had my little bout with jealousy and insecurity um early on in our our relationship or in our swinging relationship mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. where you know seeing her full swap for the first time was you know super like jarring you know it was kind of it was kind of shocking you know to see another man have a sex with her but um we talked about it uh and you know like you said Mari, you know you start filling in those little holes of like no baby it's okay you know you're my number one this is what it was you know uh and it made me feel better so i definitely understand yeah um i definitely get that wow uh <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing that so um, what's your, what is your guys, uh, your, your situation like now? Do you have regular partners or um, is your household, you know, is it just you and your husband or do you live with your partners? It's only me and my husband. Okay. Now, uh, as soon as, so as soon as we moved to New York, it's what, okay. it was right when we started all this frenzy with our friends and all this things going on these new things for us so it was like a really abrupt change for us living in brazil in the middle of this lovely situation arriving in new york like mm -hmm. the city is tough like new york is tough you arrive oh, yeah. here is like a hard city and it was winter when we arrived starting winter so mm. for us staying in the house like we didn't know anyone we love going to parties so we have to figure out this parties on our own and just mm -hmm. the two of us and it was really hard for us and then we were introduced to a couple of friends uh and they're married and they're brazilian and our friend introduced to them us to them and it was my birthday so two years ago on my birthday when i arrived so we arrived like in 
September, starting of winter, and then it was October, end of October, November, my birthday, we arrived, mm -hmm. and then we went out with them. And then in the first night, we went out of them. We were fun. It was fun, etc. And then on the second night, we went out of them. We were like so close and disparate. And I was like, Rob, I need to hook up with someone. Like it's been some <laughs> night. And he was like, why don't you kiss her? Like your friend. And I was like, no, like she's very serious. She's a scientist. I can't kiss her. No, <laughs> like she didn't give any signals. And Rob was like, okay, let's see. And then I kissed her. Uh -huh. And we were like the four of us so close together that mm -hmm. this really was a strong connection for us and we're very close friends to them until today and they were monogamous they had a okay. close relationship and he wanted to open for a long time and she didn't want to open because she was really scared mm -hmm. and then this crazy couple arrives and then we just kiss them out of the blue without asking anything like i tend to do and then they're like <laughs> they were thinking about this for a long time uh -huh. And they started building this, their story on their own with this. And like now they're thriving <laughs> because they like <laughs> so much happened in two years. But we are still with them. Um, we are moving together with them now because coronavirus made us see that we don't want to be in the house alone. And mm -hmm. just the two of us, like we need this community. We need this group. And they are like, there are special friends. There are like, yeah. in first place, are very close friends and we hook up with them sometimes. Sometimes we don't and we mm -hmm. build this relationship with them that is very special. Uh -huh. So we decided we want to move on. We will move in with them and see how it goes. Awesome. So I have a question about that. So did that inspire the book? It was a conversation with them that inspired the book. And okay. it was the fact that me and Rob have this loving for them and other people and the way we relate and i think like rob was saying that a big curiosity of his was dating someone else because we've never done it like we've been non monogamous for two years and we're like discovering a lot about ourselves like i told you we, are, we don't have a label but it was a curiosity of his like having a third person or a fourth or whatever and it was right. also curiosity of mine so i think this is something that we're walking towards okay. and because of that, and because we want to have kids, I started talking with this couple and we were talking about like how we should do it, like how we can mm -hmm. tell about this lifestyle. And then they told me they had like friends and other friends told us they have kids. And for them, it was really hard to talk to their children. Yeah. Uh -huh. They said things like, will my kid think I'm like a, I do orgies all the time because people come to my house and it's like, right. Like I, the chandeliers all the time, you know? Yeah. Like you have ropes on you, right. like crazy. And yes. then, that just depends. I, Don't walk in the wrong room at the wrong right. time and you might see right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know like we don't we don't need obviously to overshare with children, of course. They're very sure. delicate, they're like very mm -hmm. pure. But I think one thing they will need to understand is about this type of love because it's a different type of love that they have been used to. Like you guys have kids and you can tell me what you think. Mm -hmm. But for me it was this thing about how can I tell that this love exists and that they can feel it as well if they want to? That was okay. my main thing with the book. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and that was a great transition into the book. So tell us a little bit about Anna, Anna, and uh, what she represents. 
So Anna is my mother's name. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) And it was the first name that came to me when I wrote this book. And it was, of course, because of my mom, like her name. She's like a huge inspiration for me. But it's so funny because it's kind of dual. She is one of the person who is really have a really hard time understanding this topic. Uh, like my mom is like my superhero for everything like I admire her so much and she's a psychologist she talks with me about everything it was like puberty childhood everything and she split (laughs) up with my dad when I was yeah like we are very close because she had me when she was 19 Mm -hmm. and but she split up with my dad she married a new guy and then she split up and she's with a super awesome guy now and like isn't she a type of polyamorous too like isn't Mm. she because gotcha. that's yeah. interesting yeah she's right? capable of loving more than one, one. yes yeah. it i mean it's not at once but she's capable right. of that and and right. it's really hard for her grasping that concept like now that i told her we're moving in she doesn't know that we have a relationship with this couple but now that i told her that we're moving in, she was like i support you in everything you're doing but i'm like i i don't understand so oh, gotcha. I gave the name of Anna because of my mom, but she's wow. the person that I really tried to convince, that I really tried to read the book to, that I really tried to present the subject. Because when you are polyamorous, it's not only your child that you have to deal with, but your parents, your uncles, your aunts, your friends, mm-hmm. people who find the subject weird or don't understand. So I think this little girl represents this, this tough woman, this tough girl yes. that is questioning her her life and questioning herself and questioning the love that surrounds her and presenting to other children that this can be normal that this is something that we should respect and understand because there's not too much as too much love like too much love is great like (laughs) that's right i love love (laughs) that's awesome man i love your passion i really i can i can it's really uh transcending this this little zoom call uh this is pretty awesome yeah that was um, pretty cool that was a great way to just introduce the actual subject yeah 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 uh to have it to have the character the main character anna uh be represented by your you know as a metaphor for your mother, as someone who is also learning uh, what love is through the eyes, uh, through polyamory and everything to understand exactly. that dynamic. That's you beautiful. put it in a really good way because I think that's it. Like understand through the eyes of someone that doesn't know anything that, about it, right. either it's a yes. child or an adult and like see it in a pure way. Because when I sent her the text of the story, like when I told her the topic, she was like, this is a really weird, like hard topic. You have to watch out because it's very like taboo. And when I sent her the text, she was like, oh, this is such a beautiful, loving story because it's much more than that. So I think it's like really trying to, to change the subject in a way that is very positive and, and very uh, thoughtful. You know? yeah. Yes, that makes so much sense because I think a lot of people, the same like with uh, swingers in general, um, they just have this opinion of what they think it is, mm-hmm. and, but it's not. Yeah, you have those mo even with polyamorous, I'm sure, you know, you have certain pockets that are so about what everybody is saying. Yeah, they don't represent what the But they don't represent the actual whole of what everybody's doing Mm -hmm. at the same time. That makes sense. That's a good point. Yep. Totally. And I think it relates to what you said earlier about the thing you read on your news (laughs) news moment this morning (laughs) about how they decide to portray swinging 
in a very bad way. I think first, because they know nothing about it. Second, because they're curious about it and they can't bear to try. And then they mm -hmm. only can talk about it in a negative way. Because mm -hmm. I feel that people who are most close are the ones who point out fingers so much because yes. I think there's a part of them that wants to try. And, uh, yes. and swinging polyamory is us trying different things of expressing what we feel. And we're human beings. We need to express those things. That's and there's right. so much people close in, in expressing those things that they point out fingers. Oh, that's gross. That's bad. I don't agree. Like, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people naked. They're having sex. They use condoms. They're protecting themselves. Like, this is this goes on. And I, and I mm -hmm. bet you desire to do the same and you're not doing it because I you're... 100% agree. I was about to say, 1,000% <laughs> agree yeah, man. that um, that is the case. Mm -hmm. And I just want to touch on also is that the other thing that you pointed out that we don't even think about um, as just being in a lifestyle is that it's, it's not just your kids. It's trying to explain it to your parents or mm -hmm. your close uncle or your brother and right, things like right. that, that. Or just your vanilla friends. Or yeah. just your vanilla friends in general. Mm -hmm. Um, that the book itself is a great tool for that, for, you mm -hmm. know, polyamorous. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, just to, just to help you explain or to have those difficult conversations. Now, going back to the characters in the book, um, you know, Anna is, is surrounded by a, a group of people. Tell us about those people. And um, are they based on, are these characters based on, um, like Trist asks, uh, are they based on like your real, real life uh, people that you may know already? No, I think they're okay. more like, um, from all the research I did, from all the conversations I had, from all the groups I joined, from like all, like there was a lot of research and thought on this because for me it's like a very special subject and I wanted to be portrayed in that way. So from all the, the things I could gather and talking and researching, these are the personifications of things I, of people I think polyamorous families would have. So mm -hmm. Anna, she's born from the love of her two parents because you need to have a, like two people to have that, that, that kid either mm -hmm. adopted or she's born from the love of her mom and her dad. And, gotcha. and when she's born, she starts to realize that the love of her parents have is so strong that it, it flows from their hearts and brings more people. And that's what mean for me, what means polyamory, what means like loving more people is that is bringing yes. so much love in your life, this building, this village. And then, so there's her mother, uh, Leah and her father, Ed, and then there's the arrival of Eli, which is her, her daddy, her second father, which is someone that comes into her life. And he's the personification of someone that she loves because he does special things with her because that's, the village that we live. So uh -huh. mm -hmm. the mother sometimes reads you to sleep. Then your father can give you food. And then the second father or this friend of your parents that arrived, he's good at playing Lego with you. And then right. we, I wanted him to arrive in, in the space of someone that will teach her something new and someone that will show her a different type of love than her parents already give her. Mm. And then there's Betty, the fifth person to arrive in her life. So she has these four parents uh, Anna is a, as a child she's like six or seven years old so for them everything is very like ludic very magical and that's what I wanted to portray that's why there's so many colors in the book uh -huh. mm -hmm. and when Betty arrives she brings joy she's happy she's she's fun she likes to dance she she's special in that way and and there's a part of the book that says each thing that each parent does with her 
So when she wants to laugh, she goes with one. When she wants to be wise, there's another one. When she's scared, she goes with another one and so on and so forth. Oh, so it. all those, those childlike feelings that we have and we're small that are so pure and all these little, like all these parents, all these adults, caretakers that go with her and help her overcome each of those things. That's beautiful. I mean, that's the purpose of family, right? Um, it doesn't matter where the love is coming from, but it, it just matters that this child is receiving love. It's receiving what it needs in those moments. And like you said, Anna can go to different people in that household, in that family uh, for the, for that comfort that she needs in those specific areas. You know, somebody she wants to play Legos with or somebody she goes to when she's scared or you know, whatever, somebody she wants to go to to, to, uh, to laugh because yeah. she knows that they like yeah. silly humor or whatever, you know? But exactly. I, I, yeah, I love that. Um, so so you wanna, we have a sweet yep, talker that a has sweet a question. question. In a poly relationship, how do you honor each other's space, especially during COVID? Yeah, that's a good one. I Since yeah. I live only with Rob in our house and we have like, we go out to our friend's house mm -hmm. and it has been really tough to respect our space because our house is super tiny. So I think a physical space is hard to respect, but I think we have to voice out everything. So let's say me and Robbie want to have a date and then we invite the girl we're dating to our house, but then her husband is not coming. So we have to tell him like, two days in advance, we have to explain everything, we have to talk. I think it's the, the mental space that needs to be respected and keep those conversations going mm -hmm. and really like voice out what you need, give your, your limits. So talk, voice it out everything because yeah. if you don't, it can be really, really complicated. That's a good answer. And thanks again for that, uh, for that question, sweet talker. Really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, yeah, no, this is awesome. This is great. Um, so... You said that uh, you recognized there was a need um, for something like this. And, and like you said, you don't have any children yet, but you wanted to fill that space uh, in the bookshelf for your child, right? And um, take us through like that, that like emotional process. I, I, I was talking for like a while with these friends mm -hmm. and with Rob about like having kids, what should we do? And then I mm -hmm. was like, this, we were talking with our friends and then a lot of them have kids. And I was like, how do you do it? How do you talk to them? Like one is six, the other is like four. So they yeah. don't ask a lot of questions, but the other six, they're starting to talk with friends and things are starting to get weird. And then I was asking them and, and I was like, okay, so mm -hmm. like, is there like a tool? Is there something you do? Like, is there something we can read? Because when I was small, my parents split up, like I told you, and my mom got a book to me called Two of Everything, where a child had two cakes two birthdays, two houses, two dogs, two of everything. And I was like, it's amazing that my parents split up. I can have two of everything. So that book really, really supported me, right? Right, because right. Children love to see, like, because I think when we're children, we're so, like, insecure and we're, like, so young. And mm -hmm. we love to see that we belong somewhere. And I was like, okay, so how can I read something for my child that they will understand that they can belong? And I started, and, and it came to me, I was like, I don't think there's something like this in the world. I should nope. write it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I started Googling, asking friends, and I was like, yeah, Maddie, we, we never saw something like that. We would love yeah. to have that too with our kids. We would love to have that. And I was like, I would love to have that too. Like, I have to do something because I just had this feeling. I, I don't know. It just uh -huh. came to me and I was like, I have to do this. <laughs> so how's the book been received so far? 
in the community. Oh my God. Like I cried so many times, guys. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Like messages of people saying they're going to send to their mothers to read with the grandchildren or message of people who say like, Oh my God, it's for me, for my girlfriend and my girlfriend's husband, because they will yes. understand like adults writing to me about like something so genuine that is their love and saying that what we wrote is going to help them is mm-hmm. is so fulfilling it's so yeah. so fulfilling i was like emotional for this whole time and we have more than 350 people who already purchased the book or like purchased the perks and in kickstarter we're, in there. we're yes. waiting for our yes. copy yes. yeah that's right <laughs> it's so exciting yeah. guys like that's what i want like that mm-hmm. was the kind of response that i i, I really was hoping for and we had 30 days if it's a so kickstarter is all or nothing right so if you don't get funded in 30 days you don't get any of the money people don't pay anything mm-hmm. we had 30 days in eight days we reached the goal so like the book is coming to life yes. it's so yes. so exciting <laughs> so happy for you that's right part of this was the congratulation yeah. this is i mean yeah when we first started uh having our discussion about you know sitting down and talking uh, we were hoping to help you with that final push, um, but it turns out you you far surpassed it, and yes. now you're able to push for a stretch goal. You want to tell us about that? Yes. Yeah. So since the Kickstarter is still going on, and the, like the main goal of this book is reach as many people as possible, mm-hmm. because we need to normalize this topic. Like we need to talk about this. Like there's so much going on now, and we need to to talk about non-traditional families. So as much people as we can reach, the best. So we did a stretch goal now that there's a lot of people who can't afford the book or a lot of people who don't know about the book. So mm-hmm. if we reach the 18,000, which is our stretch goal, we're going to donate a hundred books. So we're looking for places to donate. Even if you guys were listening, have places that you know would accept books like this. Cause I wanted to give to schools, but they're having a really hard time. Accepting <laughs> yes. oh, I'll yeah. push yeah. it. I'll push it <laughs> That's right. as much as I can. That's so right. um, we I have a, already a lot of uh, like a, a few groups that we can donate the book that we're talking with them, which is perfect. And then if we have more, like for us, we need to spread this love mm-hmm. around. The more, the merrier. Share, That's share, right. share. Yes, yes. right. That's so right. we have a sweet talker that says that happy, they're happy that the book is doing well. Yeah, congrats. Thank you so oh, much. Thank That's you. right. That's right. So I have a, a question. Um, you, you've been able to talk to people, um, polyamorous people, right, who have children. How do they manage their sex life with children around, right? Like if you're, uh, if, if like, if it's, I imagine like a polyamorous group of maybe like four. Right. Just making an assumption, bold assumption, pulling it out of nowhere. It's definitely an assumption. We don't know a lot of <laughs> I, poly yeah, people. I don't. But, uh, but I, you know, but then you have a child or children involved, you know, how do they, how do they manage that? You know, I would imagine having more adults, it's, it makes it easier because then somebody they could divide and conquer. Somebody take the kid and the other people kind of, you know, uh, have. From what I've, so need. from what I've heard, a lot of them is exactly what I said. They divide and conquer, and it's like, oh, mm. mommy's gonna go do yeah. something because the children don't ask a lot and they don't want to know, but <laughs> they see. So sometimes, let's say you you are polyamorous and you have like it's you and three more people, and then the the child is used to see the mom sleeping with the dad every night. Even it's like they go to the room, they close the door, but it's mom and dad, and then it's really like a conversation of maybe uh, mommy loves 
so and so and we're gonna stay together because when you love someone you sleep together you cuddle or like right. you hug and you kiss but so mm-hmm. you give all these little things that children understand and you go to a room and you close your door and you do your things because your it's like you guys you have more you have three children right yep yes uh-huh how do you do even if it's only the two of you it's <laughs> tough right we, we kick them all we get out rid of everyone <laughs> See? <laughs> it's a full even, moon when we get all of them out <laughs> so even for two people with yeah. kids that's what i imagine like i don't have kids yet but even for two right. people it's tough because mm-hmm. i mean who are they gonna stay with so yeah i think having more people to that divide and conquer like Hell you said yeah. is something that i've heard a lot about mm-hmm. and about this about explaining like there's a very cute uh girl that asked her mom like mom where are you going i'm going out with x are you gonna kiss and they say yeah maybe if if i like him i will kiss i hope you guys kiss and come back happy so like oh that's sweet (laughs) yes and then like and the mom can and and the mom can explain because my friend the my the illustrator of the book clara Mm -hmm. she has a son he's 10 and so she started talking about this topic with him which is for me is really important because she was writing the book he's asking these questions he doesn't understand a lot and then she said yeah can you do know that people can love more than one person at the same time? And then he said, that's cheating. Because oh, imagine a child of 10 years old knowing that talk, like that's such strong word cheating because yeah. it's conditioned because it's in the yep. movies, it's everywhere. All the musics are about cheat so-and-so, I hate that uh-huh. it should be like everything. So, and, and then it was really nice that she was like, no, that's not cheating. When two people agree that they love someone else and it was like, it's not cheating. You can't agree. She said, yeah, you can't agree. Wow. So I think for sex life and everything is about yeah. not giving oversharing, not giving all the details, talking mm-hmm. about this thing that is genuine, that is love. They understand because they receive, you kiss your kids, you hug your kids. That's right. You want to be with them. You cuddle with them, you watch movies with them. So they, I think they understand the, the love part. Absolutely love it yes so you ready to um to hear some of the book honey yes all right mariana (laughs) if you are so inclined please feel free to share us uh share with us some of your wonderful book a color named love okay i'll read you a few parts okay okay so the beginning is about anna so if love had one color what would it be Anna lived in Loveville. There she learned to feel something she didn't know the name of yet, but knew it was strong and real. It came from each beating heart that filled and colored her world with a thrill. So this part is about what I mentioned, great. guys. She mm-hmm. she feels something. She doesn't know the name of it, but it's strong and it's real. And it's, it's me trying to talk about that love. Because sometimes when we are kids, we feel things that we can't name yet. Mm-hmm. And I think society is eager to give names to things. And right, if right. we are able to change those names and change that feeling to children, it's like we've accomplished something. I love it. So she was born from the symphony of Leah's Lilac Heartbeat in tune with the strong red beating heart of Ed. It was the sweetest melody yet and could transform in color everyone they met. So that's what I told you. Like it's born from the sound of her mother's heartbeat and her father's heartbeat. And if you hear what I say, Leah's heartbeat is lilac, is purple, and her her dad's heart is red. And characters in the book have this color. So her mom is lilac, Ed is red. When the parents arrive, when Betty and Eli arrive, they're blue and they're yellow because it's all these loving colors that can combine in 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 one and and build this this love. 
And if there's a part I really like, um, when she she travels with her daddy Eli to see the the village they live in, and uh -huh. she sees their colors. So some of the families were black and white, others were rainbow-like. Some families were the same color, and one was green and bright. And he says to her, even if we're all so different, love is the ingredient that brings us all together. And in this part, I really wanted to showcase all types of families, same-sex parents, single moms, single dads, maybe polyamorous families, hetero um, mm -hmm. couples, and really show these different types of love that a ch child can see. That's so it's awesome. like... A, that is awesome. That's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you <laughs> like, guys. I could be reading like all because I love this book so much. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to um, actually put it all down to, you know, to come up with the characters? Like four months. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and that, that was really good. And I'm really excited for you. I'm really, really happy for you. Um, I mean, the energy that you have sent out uh, into the universe, man, it's going to come back for you. Um, you know, I really believe in your work. You know why? Because you believe in your work. You know what I'm saying? Like your passion is evident and it's strong and you're going to be successful. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. And fingers crossed. Once all this is over. <laughs> We can actually meet you. I like going to New York. He hates going to New Please. York. Please, if you come, we can do something fun. I would okay. drag him there. <laughs> you don't have to drag me if Mariana is up here. I'm gonna come and see <laughs> Absolutely. So Mariana, now you are still making the push for your Kickstarter, and we want you to, you know, the mic is yours. Uh, tell people where they can uh, reach you um, and how they can support your uh, your book. So I think you guys are going to leave the link, right, for yes. the Kickstarter here. Yeah. So it's just Absolutely. click on this link. It's pretty mm -hmm. easy. Uh, the Kickstarter page, is you're going to see a video of me and the illustrator talking about the book. It's really fun because you can see ourselves. You can see the illustrator. You can see our message. You can see some drawings coming to life, which I love. And there's on the right side of Kickstarter, there's a lot of perks, they call. So different things that you can purchase. So you can either purchase one book or you can purchase one book and donate another. We made a very cool set of stickers like loving different stickers to to promote like mm -hmm. forms of love that children can put on their walls on their notebooks or even parents i will glue some in my computer very cool stickers <laughs> <laughs> we made also um, a very cool coloring uh, set where the children can paint a paint paper doll with her her characteristics cut it out and glue in another paper set and draw their family because like draw their village, uh, whoever they want okay. to, right, because I right. want them to be able to portray this huge family that they have and that's the love right. they feel. So that's one of the gifts and you can purchase that like any one of them and you will be supporting us bring this book to life. So right. share yes. with everyone you think would like this story, share with everyone you think would believe this, who believes in uh, non-traditional relationships. And if you want to spread this love with us, it will be more than welcome to be enabling the stories because I've got so many messages of people saying they're polyamorous, but in the closet that they have, like they have a hard time talking to their parents and also their kids. So normalizing this is like a huge step for us to bring these different loving forms to life. Do you see a, a second book in the future uh, for another topic that you might be passionate about? Yes, actually, yeah. I think I was talking to my illustrator and we have like so many book ideas. Maybe a second <laughs> book about Anna is coming of her having a little 
brother or sister from uh-huh. her dad and someone else or her mom and someone else and how would that work she's an older girl oh, let's right. see i don't know <laughs> yeah the saga continues <laughs> yes, maybe let's it. see where this goes because <laughs> it will be fun because i think it's different stories that can be shared in different sure. ways and i want to give voice to all of them so mm-hmm. let's see if the inspiration comes oh man well, I'm inspired, you know, <laughs> I'm really happy for you. Oh, folks, please make sure you follow, um, follow the book at, on Instagram at a color named love, right? Yes. That's the exactly. handle. Mm-hmm. Yep, a color na- at a color named love. Check them out on Instagram. Uh, you get to see the little animated, um, you see the, 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 the characters come to life, the little animated pictures. I like that. That was really cool. Uh, someone just chimed in one of our sweet talkers says she has such a beautiful spirit and energy and those lips (laughs) they love your lips (laughs) (laughs) see they being flirty don't you worry thanks guys i have a i i had a i told them about my lips issue before this call because i decided to put a lipstick before i joined (laughs) maybe my lips are gonna look nice and then i put it i was like it's horrible i have to take it out so i like scrubbed it all but I think they look good, right? If you're saying, thank you. Yes, they look lovely, lovely lips. <laughs> thank you well, so much. Thank you again. It has been a sheer delight to have you. Um, we really appreciate your energy, your enthusiasm, your mission. Uh, we wishing you the absolute best. Absolutely. And we're going to keep on supporting. We're going to keep on pumping and, you know, going to cheer you on. And whenever you meet your milestones, we'll make sure we celebrate you. Um, and, you know, definitely stay in touch. You know, we, Thank you we definitely so much, guys. would definitely. like to come up and, and say hello. And say hello. And guys, Please. make sure everyone stays safe for the holidays. We know that you, know, you want to be with your families That's right. and all those things. But uh, please... Please be safe. That's right. Be safe. Make good choices. So with that in mind, this episode drops on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So I want to put these two lovely ladies on the spot real quick, real quick, if I got time. And sweet talkers, please chime in if you want. Tell me a little something that you might be thankful for. You know, tis the season. Tis the season. It can be anything. It could be something naughty. It can be something nice. Uh, How about I get the ball rolling? Go ahead. I am thankful for what that 94.5% of that vaccine, you know, that, that, uh, the vaccine's almost ready because (laughs) I'm looking forward to coming out of the gate in 2021. Like, man, just give me the, give me the medicine and we can go back on vacation. Like, yes, I know I'm ready. I'm really thankful. I'm looking forward to going to uh, podcast, the Palooza. Uh And just hang out. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward to that. So that's what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for progress. We're making some yes. progress. Hopefully these numbers get back under control and we can rock and roll, man. Yeah, because we can't plan anything. It's so hard, it's so right hard now to plan, to plan anything for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, what am I thankful for? I am thankful for, I don't know, to be able to like have this week to possibly get in the hot tub while it's cold. Okay. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. I, I I think I don't take advantage of it as much. As you don't. I, you don't. Like, I would love to see it's you. It's one of those things that you have at your house. And you're just like, no, I have a hot tub at my house already. No, so no. It's not- Unacceptable. <laughs> you definitely need to be know, in a swimsuit more often or less, please. Or less. Or, or no less. swimsuit. Exactly. Or no swimsuit or no in the hot tub. Suit. 
no yes, swimsuit. Yes. Al- yes. No swimsuit allowed. So I plan on getting <laughs> some pictures and all of that. Yes. Just chilling in a hot tub. That I'm, sure. I'm thankful for the hot tub. What mm-hmm. about you, Mariana? You need more time? You got one? No, Good. I'm Go thankful. For I'm thankful for the book, of course. I'm yes. thankful for fulfilling this dream. Uh, it's going to be my real birthday gift for not only for me, but for everyone that has been messaging. So it's a very, very, very thankful thing that yes. I have. This book and being able to share this message about something I believe. And if I can give anyone a tip, like if you really believe in something, for it try it because if it works they're gonna be very grateful so i'm very 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 thankful for that yes and for you guys for giving me the space for everyone who's listening i'm thankful for you all (laughs) and i hope (laughs) soon yeah we're thankful that you you took the time one of our sweet talkers says they are thankful for employment for her shout out to employment yes and for a healthy relationship yes all of that. All Thank, of that. Congrats check, to check. that. Have you know what I'm saying? That's right. Yes. We're going to clap that up. Yes. <laughs> please. Your mental health. That's and good. Listen. And yes, please. Let's not forget wish her happy early birthday. Happy birthday. Because we know your That's birthday right. is next week, right? Yes. That's yes. Right. Yes. So we want to hear about the birthday uh, celebration. Yes. So. And again, guys, be safe out there. Um, we right. won't see you for another two weeks yeah um yep Uh oh somebody says happy for health getting together with my family every sunday to watch football yeah yes. i wish i could get together with my family in brazil i know <laughs> so happy for you that can be with your family Aww. that's the best yeah hopefully uh, everything will be opening up and you'll be able to fly back and forth and hang out and all that good stuff yes <sighs> we're please. all looking for us all so Yes. All right, guys. Thanks. So we will see you back on December the 6th because I messed this up last time and I want to make sure I get this out there. Okay, sweet talkers. So we will see you on December the 6th. We're going to take a break for the holidays. For the holiday. Holiday. For Thanksgiving. Holidays for Thanksgiving. Black Friday is a holiday for Okay, me. Tris. We're going to take it down. Here we go. So let me, let me, nope. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. It is a holiday. <laughs> Stay safe. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the holiday, guys. Bye. All right, sweet talkers. Once again, don't forget to check out altplayground.net for all of your lifestyle needs. If you're looking for like-minded people, events, parties, or just a ton of resources, check out altplayground.net. See you there. Again, we'd like to thank you for living a sweet life with us. To everyone who couldn't join us live in the suite, check out our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Feel free to email us at livingthesweetlifepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thesweetlifepodcast and on Twitter at sweetlifepod. Don't forget to subscribe to us on our YouTube channel at Living the Sweet Life Podcast so that you can be a sweet talker the next time. So do you have anything else to say to our lovely guests? Until next time, keep living a sweet life. Bye.